This is a recording of my conversation with Anup Vasisht, General Manager Europe, a Dynamic Yield. We discuss how Dynamic Yield helps deliver individualized experiences effectively and at scale through recommendations, relevant content and testing, both in online and offline. We end some perspectives on the future of personalization. I am talking to Anup Vasisht, General Manager Europe at Dynamic Yield. Dynamic Yield is a leader in AI power personalization. It aims to deliver the right content at the right time across all customer touch points to help global brands increase conversion, revenue, and profitability. McDonald's Corporation acquired Dynamic Yield last year, which speaks to the value that personalization could generate. Anup, please introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about Dynamic Yield. Thanks for having me with you, Chip. Um, like, like you introduced myself, I think very well. I manage the European region for Dynamic Yield. Uh, I've been with the company for over five years now. Um, but I've been on the marketing tech side for a long time now, having spent some time uh, leading the CRM team at Rocket Internet Group for their global ventures way back in 2011 and 2013. I spent some time on the media side with Prozibenzap Media, where we were investing into ad tech and marketing tech companies. And post that, I've been with Dynamic Hill. So very happy to give my thoughts around the marketing tech sector today. I'd like to start uh, with a broader question. What do customers expect in terms of personalization? I think the the, the most important question that companies have been asking us in the last four to five years has been, how can we improve our customer experience, not in terms of a few percentage points, but in terms of multifold. The theme around customer experience and improvisation of customer experience has been one of the most fundamental questions that we have been working with. I think in recent times, the, the more we have worked with our customers, I think the theme around not only being able to deliver customer experience, but with agility uh, and speed has been the second theme that is emerging in the last one or two years. So what does Dynamic Hill do? So if, if I were to explain what we do in a statement or two, Dynamic Yield is essentially an agile experience optimization platform where we provide our customers a unified customer data management platform, which aggregates data from multiple sources and helps marketers, product managers, and merchandisers in in a very agile and real-time manner, run different forms of experience across different touch points, such as their, their, their digital touch points like web, mobile web, app, email, but also case of, for example, McDonald's, where we help them to activate their offline destinations like kiosk. We are agnostic about the kind of data that we would want to ingest. We are agnostic about the touch points that we want to activate for our customers. And we provide the whole range of marketing stack to improvise the retention customer experience in a real-time fashion. Can you discuss some of the practical tools that uh, marketers could employ from uh, the Dynamic Yields personalization platform? 
Um, let me give you some examples so it becomes clearer. I would I would take the example of some of our customers like Media Markt or Deichmann, where they typically look at their customer experience in the form of a customer funnel. So you have certain top of the funnel KPIs or problems that they want to solve, such as lead generation, discovery. How can I ensure that I'm identifying more and more of my customers? How can I ensure that I help my customers discover the right categories, the right subcategories, the right brands, the right products on the top of the funnel? Or, for example, in many companies looking at the bottom of the funnel, where how can I ensure that I improvise conversion rate? How can I um, ensure that I am uh, improving my average basket size? So these are the typical problems that companies utilize Dynamical a lot for. And so in terms of the modules that, uh, that, that is you know, very popular among our customers, it starts with uh, things around product recommendations, which can be deployed in a consistent fashion across different touch points and with, with much more flair in time, terms of design. The second popular topic is around how people can, can pursue content personalization and optimization and and then the last one which is still you know uh, overutilized in terms of terminology but underutilized in terms of uh, in terms of its its capability is still testing so a lot of our customers not only run personalization and product recommendation but also end up in an agile fashion being able to test all of the elements uh, including personalization and recommendation so those would be my top three picks. Could you explain perhaps content personalization? How does it work in practice? Let's maybe take the example of, of uh, one of our customers again, which is a company called Charltech, which has some brands like Klarstein, uh, which is into home electronics. Very nice company who has been our customer for, for over uh, three years now. So when you go to their company, historically, they, you know, they sell a multitude of products right from wine coolers to refrigerators to egg boilers, which are very distinct in their customer target group, uh, the way new customers behave uh, or repeating customers behave. Historically, they were giving the same experience for every single user. Uh, but today, depending on the type of the target group, the type of the ad campaign, the type of the repeat audience space, the type of B2C or B2B customer, the content that you see on the homepage is for, let's say, a wine cooler audience or people interested in buying wine coolers would be very different from somebody who is a repeat B2B buyer of DJ equipment so that a customer would not have to spend too much time to find what they're looking for. And this is done at scale for over five brands and in across 10 countries by a team which is less than one or two people. They're able to run a multitude of campaigns for content personalization at the top of the funnel for over you know 50 domains uh, at scale. Let's move on to an omnichannel topic. How do you integrate uh, online footprints with uh, offline actions, perhaps human-to-human -human interactions such as uh, via call center? I think when it comes to offline and, and how we engage with offline, we look at it in two ways. One is to bring the offline data online so that our customers such as Deichmann or companies like Mr. Specs or Home24 who may have certain offline 
data are able to utilize the offline data online as well. We do that with a combination of omnichannel events. And the second way in which there is an interesting use case is to take the online experience offline, which means that the behavior of users on the online touch points can be utilized when a user calls the customer care center or go to an offline store or a kiosk or a drive-through, like in the case of McDonald's. And that's the second kind of use case that we pursue, that we make available meaningful online data for, let's say, customer care executives so that they know who they're speaking to, not just from CRM data, but also from the data of what they may have interacted with their uh, online uh, campaigns. As personalization has been a clear trend for the past 10 years or so, many companies use it to some degree. So what type of companies uh, work with Dynamic Yield? What industries? Historically, retail uh, has been our strength. And within retail, it's both pure play and omnichannel players. And this is across different sectors such as fashion, furniture, electronics, beauty, and travel. But in recent times, we have seen the emergence of adoption in industries such as financial services, where we have a couple of insurance companies, a couple of banks who have been very actively utilizing the platform. And the other sector which is uh, growing is automobiles, where uh, automobile sector are finding ways to add value to their dealer network. And also in many cases, trying to go B2C for at least certain uh, components and so on and so forth. So these two sectors are uh, something that, that, is, uh, that is growing. The other sector that we are still, still working with from quite some time is in the gaming sector, which, which has certain interesting use cases and interesting target group that we can work with, especially during this time of lockdown. A, a lot of these sectors uh, are, are affected, but some of the sectors are, are still growing quite quick. Who does not use uh, personalization yet? And um, where do you see great potential to uh, uh, use more personalization? I think there are essentially two, three sectors that we would like to see more adoption. And any adoption that we have seen has been more or less in recent times, such as financial services and automobile sector that I already mentioned. The, the third sector, which is very interesting, but it's still like, you know, uh, on the verge of growing are companies in in uh, fast-moving goods such as supermarkets. We do work with um, the, the Austrian entity of Rewe Group, which, is, uh, which includes companies like Villa. We also work with uh, supermarkets in, in Russia and Spain, some of the leading ones. That's another sector that, that you know, I would love to see more adoption because it's a very classic kind of case for, for companies like Dynamic Yield because they have multiple categories, multiple brands, fast-moving products, and the SKU size is very high, you know, hundreds of thousands of products. Very nice use cases that can be developed so that people spend less time trying to find what, they, what they're looking for. What are some of the benefits that the clients get? Could you share some uh, success stories? Sure. So typically, we, we try to measure certain KPIs like average revenue per user, things around lead generation KPIs, things around average order value improvement, 
and so on and so forth. Uh, but at a broad level, what we have seen uh, at many companies such as Media Markt, I think it is it is very very realistic to expect anywhere between 10 to 20 percent uplift in average revenue per user within the first. Um, and this scales quite a lot as uh, as the platform is adopted throughout the organization. The opportunities for growth increases more and more. In fact, we have uh, published on our website over 80 use cases that can be deployed at ease, where on an average, each of them has, has a very good uplift numbers, which is over 5 to 10% in ARPU. So I think the case for agile optimization of experiences is definitely also showing in terms of bottom line. So what do companies need in order to implement? There are um, three important things that are needed to get started. I think the first two ones are obvious that one, you need, you need a, a team to be able to run the platform. And here we are thinking about uh, mainly two personalities. The first one being the, 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 the marketer or the conversion rate optimization specialist who has good knowledge of, uh, of, of what needs to be done from a marketing perspective. And the second personality being uh, somebody who understands some basics of technology. The second one is, of course, having the right pack that you can operate with. Third, and I think the, the most important thing that I've seen is, is the culture, the, the tolerance for failure, the, 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 the motivation to experiment. I think the, the, the culture piece is probably the most important thing when the, the whole organization is behind you and has the tolerance towards failure, has the culture of taking risk and experimenting continually. There you have like a winning combination of culture, team, and the product to be able to run personalization. Anup, I would like to end with a broader question again. Where do you see the future of artificial intelligence powering uh, personalization? We are still in the nascent stages of, of experience optimization and personalization. I think we still have a long way to go. In the midterm, I would see the, the seamless interaction between offline to online as a sector where, which holds a lot of potential for, for, for companies like us to grow into. And I think the second area of, of, of interest would be on how we can bring almost every single AI-driven campaigns into meaningful analytics for, for people to understand and, and make better decisions with, uh, which means that the depth of analytics that we have today is, is also going to increase quite a lot. The two big picks for me would be the seamless interaction between online and offline, and two, uh, the adoption of AI and AI-related decisioning throughout the organization and and the depth at which it would be adopted would be something that would be uh, wonderful to see in the near future. This was great, Anup. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chip. Thanks for having me. 